R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. Well, welcome to part two of our series on REA Audio with Crystal Hunley. She is the uh, HR director for Reemployability. And last week we talked a little bit about you know communication in the workplace and how important that is to make sure that your employees are engaged and and happy, uh, because a happy worker is a uh, is a productive worker. And so, Crystal, thanks for coming back again. Awesome! Thanks for having me back. I'm glad you didn't run away. We no, need you no, here. you know where you know where to find me. So. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Crystal's office is right behind mine, and we I can tell. Wall. Yeah, I can always put my ear to the wall and know what's going on yeah. in HR. Don't tell anybody. It's no, you yeah. cannot. <laughs> so I got to start out. Um, I asked Yashika Williams this when uh, one of the attorneys yeah. that was on what her favorite lawyer joke is. So coming from the world of HR, what is your favorite HR joke? Okay, so um, that's hard because most of them paint HR as the. Uh, one of the three P's, right? The police officer, the principal, or the party planner. Um, (laughs) I thought you were gonna say party pooper. No, or the party pooper, I guess. Um, And I guess I hate all of them pretty equally because HR is so much more robust than that. We bring so much more to the table. So I don't really have one that's my favorite, but you know, what was that comic strip that, it was Dilbert, Dilbert, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. That constantly made fun of HR in the workplace. Um, I chuckle for sure at those. (laughs) Yeah, good. Okay, so Dilbert cartoons. I'll know what to get you if I pick your name for the That's right, uh, Secret Surfer. (laughs) Right, Secret Surfer. That's awesome. Um, So what we want to get into a little bit about the, the environment for hiring right now. I mean, there's so many things that seem to have spawned off of the pandemic. Things yeah. that, you know, I can remember in March of 2020 sitting here going, okay, we're going to be home for a couple weeks and this will be over. Right. right? And now right. Um, we're in uh, the end of August of 2021 and we're still wearing masks and we're still not sure what next month is going to bring That's or the right. following month. And one of those things that kind of spun off of this is a, a very strange hiring environment um yeah so have you ever seen anything like this before and 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 if not tell us a little bit about you know how you see and why you see this happening the way it is sure um and i think so i'm reading all these articles um regarding this exact phenomenon i guess if if what we want to call it um and it's really different classes of individuals, right? Different classes or different industries themselves. So the blue class workers are really having the time of their life. They can, the, the, they have pick of the litter for what jobs that they want right now. And they are able to move and groove and change career paths um, because there are more jobs open than we have employees wanting them. Um, I've not seen that before. I really haven't. Uh, and then we also have um, people at different levels of the career, maybe a little further along that, again, as we, we talked about last week, they might be seeking a, a better work environment. They might be seeking more flexibility. So they're willing to change careers, change jobs, move to another company for that. So I think we're going to have a lot of um, turnover. Um, there's, we're going to have to be smarter about d- doing more with not as many people for right now, because I don't know that we're gonna have the same numbers in the workforce um, that we used to. I mean, I think we're in the place where we're seeing new jobs that didn't exist before the pandemic. 
um, like Uber Eats. Hello, that that is going through the roof. So I think we're finding that the jobs themselves are evolving and changing. And so people aren't going to re-enter uh, wherever they came from. Right. And, and that kind of relates to, again, we, we don't want to make this a commercial for re-employability, but to come back to the, the transition to work world and the risk world, um, there's a value in bringing injured workers back probably more now than there was Absolutely. 18 months ago, right? There's always a value in your employees, but you know we all know there's certain instances where it's okay to let an employee Absolutely. go. Absolutely, yes. Um, now we probably want to focus on bringing them back, right? Well, yeah, there's so, I mean, just the fundamental costs of training an employee, bringing them on board, um, just that, that knowledge that they possess, no matter how long they've been with you, they have uh, an advantage over somebody that's brand new. Mm-hmm. Plus the waiting game, the waiting of, of how long it might take to fill that empty position. So yeah, if you can take care of your, your current workforce, um, you know, even using something creative, um, such as what we're offering. Yeah, I think right. that's exactly what right. what I would suggest. Right. Now, if we have a, an audience of risk managers, we also have an audience of, of HR folks. Sure. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that we've developed or that, that you've read about or we're implementing with regards to recruitment. Because uh, I mean, we've all been recruiting here in the office, we're hiring here, and, yeah. and it's been difficult. That's right, yeah, and, and it's that lag, right? There is a lag, a significant time lag between when you are posting a position and when it is filled. And I go back to this concept of post and pray. When you post a position and you just hope that somebody happens upon your uh, your job opening, and that's just not, that's not gonna happen anymore. So we need to be out there um, proactively finding who is a good fit for our company, recognizing that they might already be employed. They might, they might not be the unemployed crowd, right? And so how do we find those folks and bring them on board? Um, I've done things in, in prior uh, companies where we've done a on-the-spot job interview. So you do a everybody coming on in, um, hiring managers are lined up, and maybe it's a walk-in Wednesday. And for three hours during that day, anybody who comes to the door can have an interview with a hiring manager. Those seem to work well in certain places for certain industries. So I think it's just, again, being creative, not leaning so hard on posting a job out there on the internet and hoping that people happen upon it. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more proactive. It has to be, yeah. has to be. And it's those connections that we're trying to build as well. So mm-hmm. the network that we've created uh, has never met more than now, right? So it's really leaning on your friends and family, um, the people who love where they work. <laughs> right. Those are the ones that are that we're leaning on to help recruit, right? Mm-hmm. If you love where you work, help bring other great people to that to that organization. And we've all been in situations where we've what seems like a awesome interview on both ends of it, right? Yeah. I've been in oh, awesome yeah. interviews and I'm thought, why aren't they calling me back? Yeah, right? why aren't they calling back? And then I've I've conducted what I thought were awesome interviews and hired the person and went, oh my lord, right? What happened right. here? That's right. Is there, and I know we have a lot of different business categories that listen, so not specifically, but high level questions that you find work best to kind of really figure out what that employee is going to be like that first day or that first week. Actually, the first day and first week is usually pretty good. It's, right. It's, it's, it's after that. It's 30 <laughs> days down the line is when you realize. Yeah, I think some of the questions um, that I like to, to ask during interviews are, tell me about a time, right? Tell me about a time and then fill in the blanks with whatever's specific to 
the competency that you want that individual to possess. Because then what they're doing is they're demonstrating to you that they've experienced that before. Um, I also like whenever you ask, tell me about a time that it didn't work out and what you did. Because then you're all able to evaluate um, their <laughs> their ability to share that they right. didn't that they're not perfect yeah. right because mm -hmm. in an interview we want to show that we're perfect mm -hmm. um so that they're not perfect and then also how they were able to overcome uh and i think it's just trying to make that connection with people um through those types of questions yep, yep. yeah all right. Well, uh, are you ready to play HR prices? I don't right? know. I'm a little nervous. Oh, this is going to be <laughs> awesome. Now, and, and, you know, obviously, before we do these interviews, we talk about some of the questions that we're going to go over so that the person's prepared. That's only the fair right. way to do it. But I can Except tell this, you, this, I, I have not given no, Crystal any I of No, and I want to know. <laughs> All right. What do we got? This is going to be awesome. Okay. So if you don't know what Price is Right is, you've, I'm sure you've seen Price is Absolutely. Right. Right? Absolutely. Bob so, Barker. And yeah. Now, well, who's the new guy? Uh, the guy from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. I don't know. I, I don't can't believe it. It's going to pop in my head. Somebody's going to email <laughs> yep, me and they be are. like, you know who they that are. is. Um, anyway, so at the beginning, somebody would come down and they would make a bid. Yes. And then if the bid was, it, other people would come in and make bids. And then there was another game called the high-low game. And mm -hmm. they would give a price. And then the person to win would have, have to say if the price was higher or lower. Okay. So I went online and I found a whole bunch of HR statistics. Okay. And I'm going to give you a statistic and you're going to tell me if that number is, is really higher or lower. Okay. If the real number. Okay. So the numbers I give you are wrong. You have to tell me if they are higher or lower and there's a method to this madness. Okay. There's a reason why we're doing this. Okay. So the first one is this and it has to do with onboarding. Okay. okay onboarding yep. new employees. And I got this from a bank. Bamboo HR mm -hmm. report. Um, so this number is wrong. 70% of respondents listed one-on-one -on -one time with their direct manager as the most important part of any onboarding process. 70% 70, 70 of respondents when they were onboarded said that time with the direct manager was the most important part. I think it's higher. You are absolutely right. Yeah, I, did, yeah. I forgot to bring my oh, dinger. Clap, yeah, clap, all right, clap, yay. It's actually it's 72%. Okay. So it's a little bit higher, little but higher. it but it yeah. is absolutely higher. Um, tell us why you think it was higher. Because again, it's that relationship building in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And and if if I am at a new job and my boss is walking me through the things I'm doing well, the things that they are watching me on, the things that they want me to improve. It goes back to what I'm doing matters. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing what I'm doing uh, has a purpose and that somebody's paying attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. there, there's a, a group of economists that uh, have a podcast called Freakonomics. They also yeah. wrote a book. I don't know if you've ever read the book or, or seen heard it, but it's really, really interesting. They did a whole podcast once on um, how to compensate uh, like give bonuses oh, yeah. and money is is really awesome but as you begin to give those bonuses people begin to expect them that's right they gave a great analogy of a thanksgiving turkey they you know you got a thanksgiving turkey one year and then the next year people expect it it's not a bonus anymore that's right but truly people feel, when they feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves they are much more so it's more rewarding that's that right. way that's right yep. and it's ongoing right mm -hmm. exactly yeah. it's that relationship building all right, number two, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, This yeah. one has to do with employee engagement. Okay. okay. It was a Gallup poll of employee engagement, and they said that 45% of U.S. workers are engaged in their workplace. Is that number higher or lower? 45% of U.S. workers are engaged in their workplace. I, I wish it was higher, but I think it's I think it might be lower. 
I think it might be lower. You are absolutely right. Yeah. It's 30%. Yeah. 30%, only 30% think of U.S. That. workers. And this poll was taken in 2019. So this is even before -pandemic. the yep. pandemic, right? Um, one other point that came up in this article was that engaged workers are healthier workers. That's right. And again, going back to that whole risk thing, um, if you can keep your people engaged, they're probably going to be less likely to let that ankle injury stay right. an ankle injury for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's right. And get them back quicker. Yeah. You're doing good. You're two for two. I got two more. Okay? okay. All right. This is employee loyalty. Okay. And this is from uh, a Work Institute's 2019 retention report. Mm -hmm. um, an estimated 20% of employees will leave their job each year to go somewhere else. Is it higher or lower? It's higher. It is. Yeah. It's 35%. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably even higher than that now. I'm sure it yeah. is. They said that um, job characteristics and work environment are the biggest reasons for voluntary turnover. Job characteristics and work environment led the way 81% and 53% right. respectfully. Yeah. So um, again, back to your point, engage people and get yeah. them interested, right? That's right. Okay. Last one. Okay. And this is not a category. This is just a, a random, random piece of uh, information. This number is wrong. 50% of interviewees were rejected because they were too trendy or fashionable. Oh. 50% of interviewees were rejected because they were too trendy or fashionable. Yikes. I Higher or lower? I may, let's let's say let's say higher. You're absolutely right. Wow, Do you have an that idea? Was a guess. That was awesome. <laughs> Do you have an idea what the real number is? Uh, no. So at an interview, do not be trendy or fashionable. 70% oh of interviewees were um, rejected because they wore trendy clothes. So so dress nice. Dress conservative for sure, your interviews. Sure. Right? Do you have any stories about really good? You don't have to oh, obviously give names or anything. But uh, yeah. what is your most favorite interview of all time? Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite interview was somebody who walked in. You know, there's some there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. So this individual walked in was so confident that it went over into cockiness. Um, leaned back in the chair, gave very short, um, not thought out answers to the questions. Um, and decided to not leave when the interview was finished and wanted uh, demanded that we show him where his seat was. Um, it was a really interesting experience. Um, so be confident when you uh -huh. go in. Yeah. Not cocky. Not cocky. Yeah. Don't, don't you gum and, and, oh my. and wear socks. Oh my. Yes, wear, yeah. Yeah, it's something about suits with socks. I that's know right. that's trendy. But there you go. There's the trendy thing. On, just wear <laughs> socks to your interview. That's right, right? that's right. Crystal Hunley, uh, Director of Human Resources at Reemployability. Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. Oh, this thank is the you. first face-to-face -face interview we've done, and, and it was a pleasure. It's, it's not. It's kind of weird looking at somebody while you're talking I know, to them, right? you know, so, right? especially this close. <laughs> so, thanks so much for being with us. I hope you come back again Absolutely. sometimes it, when when we have super positive things to talk about and Bring all this on. COVID stuff is done. Yeah. All right, Crystal, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please let us know. You can email Todd, that's T-O-D-D, at reemployability.com. Also, please make sure to follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content, including webinars, at listen to rea.com. Now, next week, we're going to move out of the workers' comp and HR world and into something totally different. Bill Edson is a coach and owner of Tampa Bay's Lee 
Leadership Management International. He's going to share his story and start us on a journey of improvement in both our work and personal lives. You won't want to miss this upcoming series with Bill. Until then, remember to smile at someone today. It will never fail to brighten their day. Have an awesome week. Thank you.